welcome back to Communication Corner. We are your host, Hannah. And I'm Maran. And on today's episode, we will be continuing our SLP journey and discussing all about grad school. We will be splitting up grad school into two episodes because as you probably noticed, we have a lot we want to cover and we've been talking a little too much and we want to shorten up this episode. So um, we'll be starting off with that and then to add, we will be ending with a SLP confession. So stay tuned because they are really good ones, you guys. So come on this journey with us and let's talk speech therapy. All right, Maram, how was your week, my friend? It's been quite a bit of time since we've talked. Tell me what's been going on. Yes. Okay. So this week, let's see. I did an interview for a hospital for per diem. Um, but I think we already talked about that last week, but they called me mm-hmm. to follow up with me today. And, um, for some reason they thought I said I was available like two to three days a week instead of, mm-hmm. instead of like, um, the requirement. And I was like, oh no, that's like, they offered me the job and she said something like, okay, so I have here, like you're available two to three days a week. And I was like, mm, I just want to correct you. Like, that's not what I said. I actually told yeah. the person who like, cause there's somebody who was handling this, but like they're out of town. So she took over for him for now. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, actually, like I'm, I told them like, I want to put in, I didn't even say this to her, but I told him like, I want to put in the minimal hours first, mm-hmm. like whatever the minimum per diem is, um, just to like, kind of like, I've never been a working mom before and whatever. And right. he had said it was fine. Um, but I told her like, I'm the most I can do like continuously is like one day a week plus two weekends like um two shifts like you know two weekend shifts Mm -hmm. um because like I'm always gonna have oh like I usually have child care on the weekends um and she's like oh that actually like really makes a big difference I need to reach out to the rest of the team and see if we if you're still a good match and I was like that's fine um I mean I would have been happy like literally pre-baby like I would have loved that they wanted me like at least two to three days a week like Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. that would have been ideal um if it doesn't work out I am gonna tell them like I do have a friend aka Hannah (laughs) who um like just like you know who's so great um and I think you'd be a really good fit for their team did I already talk about the interview on here I don't remember if we recorded it I don't think so I'm not sure did they off so they offered you the position did they talk about the rate so they didn't okay. talk about the rate and that's, mm. that's kind of annoying to me honestly like I hate mm-hmm. when they wait until like the last second to bring it up or until you have to bring it up like right I feel like that's like it should be like once they decide they like you like I feel like that's when they should tell you like here's the rate right, right, um right. but so I did I talked to Hannah already about the interview when it happened because I was really excited but I just wanted to put it on here um, so I went for the interview at this hospital. The team was amazing. Um, I was a little surprised because I went to the interview and I thought it was just going to be like a one-on-one, but actually like it was a team of SLPs and like their director. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were just all so great. I mean, sometimes things just feel right and it felt right. Like I was making jokes. I was just being myself. I just loved it. Um, it's a pretty big hospital. So I was a little intimidated during the tour, but like I also know um, I'd get the hang of it and I'd be fine. Um, Mm -hmm. and like, I tend to be responsive to training. So, and they seemed super like willing to do training. Obviously if I'm there super minimal days, then like, it's not going to happen. But like I had said, like I can make adjustments as needed for the trainings. 
And I think Hannah would be a great person to add to the team. Um, I actually, during Thank my interview, brought, <laughs> I brought Hannah up like two or three times. because So they asked me like my take on MBSs, right? And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, well, I'm going to be like really honest like that my um, – when I first – like when I was trained, I wasn't trained to do an MBS at like – you know, like I was trained to do the at the bedside clinical yeah. eval. Uh-huh. And but like I've been talking to my friend Hannah or I didn't even say her name, but I was like, I've been talking to my friend and like she's educated me on the importance of MBSs. And so I know that I lean in that direction. I just haven't had a chance to put that to practice because I have been on my maternity leave. That's a and great answer, agreed, by the way. Thank you. They all agreed and they were like all on board with that. That was clearly the mentality of the team. And like mm-hmm, I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. And then what was the other thing that they said? And I brought you up. They asked me about a time that like I had to give bad news to a patient, um, like about a time where like I had to give them, you know, really bad news um, mm-hmm. and how I handled that. And I told them like I gave them an example for myself, but like it wasn't a super bad news. Like I've never had a super like severe case. And so then I told, after uh-huh, I, told uh-huh. about that, I told them about like how. I don't even know why I did this, but I told them about you and like the mom that called you after. And I told them like how that really resonated with me because it's so important uh-huh. that like we are present and like, like our work really does make a difference and it does stick mm-hmm. with people. And like, I feel like that was a really good example. That's and a they good made a story. Joke, That's a really good story. And I, they made a joke. They're like, well, is she looking for a job? And I was like, oh my gosh, am I, am I bringing, and I like, I had apologized at that point. I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry for bringing her up again. But like, they didn't seem to mind, but I am, I think they have multiple positions opened. And so I was like, well, I love that um, for us, actually. (laughs) That's the cutest thing. Thank you. But I feel so blessed. Yes. Yes, (laughs) Continue on. I was just like, it just felt so good. And like the team felt so Mm -hmm. great. Um, I had applied for two positions. I'd applied for acute care and I think I had applied for, um, not acute. Like, I don't remember the term now, but I had applied, I think, cause I don't know if this is like the same round that I had applied a long time ago, but they didn't take CFs yeah. or they didn't take me at least as a CF. And they're just like, mm-hmm. now that I'm licensed, they were reaching out or if I applied again and blacked it out, like, I don't remember. <laughs> um, cause when I applied to and jobs, you, like I applied to a bunch. But. You probably pressed like just like upload my resume or like, you know how it like auto mm-hmm. um, does yeah. everything? That's probably what happened because I do that all the time. I do I apply that, to yeah. one position and then mm-hmm. it says, oh, apply to something similar. And I'm like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. of course. And just auto fills everything else. Yeah. And so that's exactly like I've done that before. I think mm-hmm. especially within like a hospital, right? Because they have yeah. all the applications like posted already. So mm-hmm, I definitely mm-hmm. applied to multiple positions at the same hospital. Um. But yeah, it went really good. But like I said, I kind of gave the spoiler in the beginning. Like they called me to follow up. And I even like um, I had sent my references and then I realized I sent my pediatric references and this is with adults. And I have like different Mm. references for that because I have, you know, six references and nobody wants to call six different people. So I usually like split them like three for adults, three for kids. Um, So I ended up like messaging and being like, hey, um, I sent you guys the wrong references. And that was when she called me. But yeah, then I told her like... um, yeah, I'm sorry. Like, I don't know if I misspoke or if there was a misunderstanding, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, I am not available two to three days a week um, right now. Is it consistent two to three days a week? Like like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then the two weekend shifts? 
It sounded that like that's what they wanted. It sounded like they wanted a consistent two to three days a week. I did tell her like for onboarding and for like the first couple months, I'm happy to do that. But like I can't mm-hmm. have my mom watch my son for me four days a week when she's like right. doesn't want to, you know. Um, and I mean, I don't want to be away from him that much, right? That's Absolutely. For, yeah. for a DM job. Um, but that being said, I do understand like why, right? Like I'm mm-hmm. a new SLP and the more time that I'm there, like the more comfortable, like I think maybe if I did like the first year or like the first six months, like mm-hmm, regularly, mm-hmm. consistently, and then like was like, okay, I only want to come in, you know, twice a month. Um, they'd be like more okay with it. But I, I, I'm almost a hundred percent sure. Like I made it very clear. Cause I like, remember I was at Panera when I was talking to the, per- the hiring person mm-hmm. and I was like, well, cause they were like, how many hours are you going to do? And I was like, well, I really am looking for like, what's the, I asked like, what's the minimum. And they said, mm-hmm. um, four days, two of them have to be like weekend days. And I said something along the lines of like, okay, that's perfect for me. Cause I, want to commit to more but I can't right now because I don't want to commit to too much and then back off but I definitely feel like mm -hmm, but I definitely like given my schedule right now like I'll be able to do more down the road and especially when my son is older um but I don't know maybe it was loud it was outside it was outside of Panera so maybe they when they say like when I've noticed this a lot when they say two weekend shifts does it mean Saturday and Sunday or just Mm -hmm. like Saturday it's just like Saturday just Sunday like that okay, one, okay, okay. like one day That's is one. one shift yeah got it got it got it because I was like when they say weekend like is it like Saturday and Sunday is it that like the whole weekend yeah or is it like one of those days okay that makes sense then um well that's exciting though congrats yeah, though, on getting the position thanks I mean I loved I loved loved the team like I so I have another interview with another hospital and a friend of mine, actually a couple of our friends are on their team. Mm-hmm. Um, and I definitely thought like that would be like that would be what I was looking forward to the most. And I still am really mm-hmm. excited because I love the SLPs on that team. But there was just something about this team that like they were not wasn't even just the SLP team. Like while we were doing like a tour of the hospital, all the nurses were like, hey, the doctors were nice. And like they told me they've worked so hard where like the doctors come to them for their suggestions. Like they don't have to justify their require like their right. uh, recommendations. And mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. just such a nice vibe. Like that's so rare, oh. I feel like. But oh. um yeah, so that was that. Um let's see. And then Can I break the news to you though? Yeah, go ahead. I do I do know their rate of pay. And I don't think it's, yeah. Would you consider still that? Like, would you, I mean, would you consider a position? And it's very hard to negotiate. Um, Mm -hmm. You could try and I tried, but it's very um, kind of just like cut. Like it's this or that. It's like no Mm -hmm. in between. Um, Um, Yeah. Well, I think like I've said it before when I was talking about the private practices, Mm -hmm. I'm someone Mm -hmm. who is willing to get, like, I'm not willing to be underpaid. I'm never willing to right. be underpaid. I do think I'm qualified. I do think I'm someone who's so like dedicated and will always put my best mm-hmm. forward. Um, and I do think that when you hire us, and I say us because like me and you are hard workers, I think you're mm-hmm. investing in a long-term SLP who loves, like will put their all right. into this. Um, mm-hmm. So like being paid like you know, 30 an hour, no, I'm not going to take yeah, that. Yeah, like yeah. that. I can't live off of that. Right. Um, but like being paid something that's reasonable, but still less than what I'm used to making, I'm okay. Like mm-hmm. as long as I'm having a, something good, right? Like if I'm having, getting a, this great team and this great workplace environment and my mental health is going to be thriving here, then I'm willing to lose a few bucks if I'm being honest. Gotcha. Because I'm in a situation yeah, yeah, yeah. where like I don't need to be making as much as I do. 
but yeah. I'm not willing to take like a $20 pay cut, $30 pay cut. Like some mm, of these mm-hmm. positions that are posted, they're insulting. Like you literally would make more working at a, like in retail or working no, in really, though. a restaurant. And really? we have our master's degree. Their CF like, position I, actually, is that right? Really? It uh, so was CF? really sad. It was yeah. really sad. My CF position, even at the hospital in an acute care, was still pretty high. Like I think you because you're a contracted. Contracted are usually, and I don't think contract companies actually. Oh right, you're um, right. They don't contract. I know the good thing about this um, this hospital is that you have more room to grow. So mm-hmm. every year they do an annual review, which doesn't usually happen with contract companies, where mm-hmm. you'll do an annual review, and if you meet or exceed expectations, I believe theirs is a four point five to five percent raise every single year. And I oh, don't wow. know the cap, but you keep going up. Like if you work there for twenty years, you keep going up. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's the positive. You can grow. That is however, really, like, I, feel, see, I feel like mm-hmm. then that like would be worth the pay cut because a lot of the companies. That pay, like, for example, the, the private practice I work with now, they pay me really well, but they already let me know, like, if I ever go full-time, my pay is going to have to, like, be adjusted mm, because I would be yeah. like, making way too much at 40 or right. at whatever their full-time is. I think it's 30 yeah, hours. Yeah. Um, or, like, you know, and I think that's a common for a lot of places. Um, mm-hmm. So I think I'd rather, like, starting off, you know, with whatever, depending on what their pay is, like, what their pay is, and then mm-hmm. just getting that raise every year. Plus, like... I feel like I sounded so like, what's the word in English? Full of it. Like I know that I'm not a perfect speech therapist, and I know that I have a lot to learn. So like, mm-hmm. I'm not expecting like some you know gorgeous paycheck, but I just right, meant like right, right, right. like twenty dollars an hour is not gonna you know like I'm I get you yeah 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 like, yeah like it needs to be a livable wage. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's reasonable. Um, you mentioned that you are you applied to another position that other SLPs that you know work there. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. So, yes, that's also in the acute care. That's per DM. Um, that interview is on Monday, and I am so nervous. What time? Eleven in the morning. Guess what? Mine's at nine a.m. What? Wait, mine's at two p.m. Yeah, mine's at nine a.m. That's my update. Are we going for the (laughs) same position? (laughs) Yes. I think there's actually two, and I'm excited. I think yeah. So I mean, but whoever gets it, like I honestly. I just applied because I was just like, you know, it's a foot in the door. Why not? Mm-hmm. Um, I really – I have already two jobs and I would get another job. Wait, would you drop a job? I don't know. <laughs> I feel like you would have to – Well, I don't know I what their, have, our needs are, but I felt like if you – if I were to say like, oh, what about Hannah for the other place? Like mm-hmm. I feel like they need so many hours that like you would have had to maybe – I don't know if you – I. Well, no, so for for this position that we both applied to, they said they only need like one like two weekends a month. Yeah. So say that. Yeah, so that would totally oh my gosh, I, we can work the same weekends. I know. So are you preparing for it? Like are you are you prepping? Is there like I'm so nervous that they're I do really good with questions about like how do you handle feedback? How do you mm-hmm. like I do really good with like the the about me questions. Mm-hmm. I don't do mm-hmm. as good with clinical questions like, oh, you right. have a person with this type of stroke. What's your first step? Like, if that's the kind of stuff they're going to ask, like, I'm not going to get the job. Even if I know the information, it's just yeah, on the yeah, spot. Yeah. I panic. I but agree. I feel like you'd be so great because you literally have been in this setting. No, I get so nervous in it, like that too. The only like position I've ever heard that really asked those clinical questions like hard. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes. Take it out. That's, I'm sorry. <laughs> but yes. I mean, I didn't that, say it in a bad way. No, but, but yeah. that's the only place where mm-hmm. our friend recently applied and she actually like shared with me like what kind of questions they were asking. And I was surprised because I think I could answer them like appropriately, but that's mm-hmm. me with like me being able to think not in front of a mm-hmm. panel of judges. You know what I mean? Well, I was like, I don't yeah. think I'd be able to do that in front of like five different people. Well, they have a job opening right now. And I was thinking about applying to it because how cool would it be to work there? Right, right. Your face says a lot, Hannah, right now. Um, It says, really, madame? You haven't been in the field for seven months. Um, Okay, so I was Wait, do you know what position it is? Like, is it acute, acute or acute inpatient? I don't remember. It was probably acute inpatient. Oh, like the rehab? um, Mm-hmm. I think I just know it was a cute I don't know what it is but mm-hmm. um I had told my friend like oh I'm thinking of applying there and she was mm-hmm. like um first of all like they require two years of experience and like she's like also like they won't they won't let you interview if you don't already have acute care experience not two yeah. years that was what it was they won't let you interview if you don't already have acute care experience right and yeah. I was like well I do have acute care experience but like I just would love to work for them and she was saying like because they're a teaching hospital, they ask you questions that show that you know what you're doing and that you yeah. can explain it to someone else. Um, right. And I mean, I don't think I'm there right now, but I do hope one day I would be, I will be. And I hope like it's a pretty cool experience, I think. It is. I, I just, I don't know. I think one day I, I would want, want to. I want to be in but... the teaching world. Like I want to. That is true. People. Like I want to be somebody who like does have. Ooh, you have a student. Somebody who does have <laughs> students and I want to be somebody who like I like I feel like I say this all the time and it sounds so cheesy, but I just want to help the next generation of SLPs so badly. Right. And like I feel like that would be a great place. One of my cousins um did an internship there. Mm-hmm. And but she did it in the pediatrics section. But she like having it. a st- sorry, this is the update. I'm so sorry to interrupt yours, but having mm-hmm. a student has been so wonderful because I can explain everything, but I am so tired. Like just like having yeah. to explain and I I love talking, but like at the end of the day, I'm just like I I'm I have to slow down and explain every single thing I'm doing. And it's just so I was I'm I've been exhausted, like so mm-hmm. tired of talking about speech therapy. <laughs> and I never oh thought I would be. <laughs> I know. But, I oh, sorry. Yeah, I feel like I feel like it would be so draining, but I also feel like it would be so like watching them make progress. I don't know if yeah, she's seeing yeah. like patients yet, but like when she, she saw does, her first like, one. Like, oh, congrats! Yay! Yeah, <laughs> she did. So- I I asked her when she finished. I was like, "How did you? How do you feel like she did? You did?" And she was like, "Bad." And I was like, "What do you mean? That was a great first yeah. time." Like she missed. I know, right? She missed a few things, but I was like, "Dude, like I miss a few things in my cranial nerve exam all the time. Like just being aware of what you missed, and then like, oh mm-hmm. well." And then I sometimes I've been in a room, like I'll walk out and I was like, oh my gosh, I forgot to have them stick out the tongue. And I'll walk back in and go, hey, can you stick out your tongue real quick for me? And then move it left <laughs> and right up and yeah. down. Like I've done that before. And I was like, it's totally okay. Like, and I was like telling her, like, I caught it. It's fine. Like, you're gonna make mistakes. I was like, and she was like, Can I bring in a cheat sheet? And I was like, absolutely, you can use something. Like, I don't yeah, expect I you definitely. to do it through memory. Like, mm-hmm. it's your first I time. Girl. Like, I used the 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 cranial sheet that our professor gave to us that mm-hmm. like had the tasks and then on the bottom had what nerve it associated with and like mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. how it presented yeah. for a long time I thought that was a good cheat sheet 
It but is. yeah, it that's is. she's so cute. She's like, I didn't do good. I remember that feeling so well. That's why I think also like last last episode you were saying that like you don't know you feel like you cheated the system like you haven't been in the field for like five years or six years or Mm -hmm. whatever Mm -hmm. but i feel like being in such a young or not young that's not the right word but like new slp i'm young we remember you are but like not all new (laughs) slps are young Um, my point is like i just like i feel like it's still fresh in our head like being a student being afraid so i feel like we could connect with them um i will say like I do think that's like a really important thing. I think like your student will learn from you if you can't connect. That doesn't mean that's not to say like OSLPs who've been in the field can't mm-hmm. connect or anything. Mm-hmm. I just like when you said like you asked her how she thought her first session went in her response. Like I literally remember my supervisor asking me that and I remember being like, I did so bad. And she was like, no, that was great for your first time. Like, what are you talking about? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I genuinely like it's so great. Okay. So um, I talked about, okay, so this is the last update for me. Um, I had my first day of work today. And did you really? Yes, I did. <laughs> I was wondering where you were. I was like, oh my gosh, she's so busy. Yes. So I had my first work day today. I didn't see any clients. Um, and that's why when you were like, can we meet up at six? I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I'll be back in time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it went really well. The whole team is so, so great. Like, it was, I remember even like that interview, right? When I was like, oh my God, it just seems so healthy. Like <laughs> it's making me scared. Um, I remember like that interview was similar to the one that I did with this hospital where like it just, mm. it flowed. It went so well. I felt so comfortable. And so they've hired some, like a couple new SLPs and some slippers. And I actually know one of the slippers and I'm just like, it was just so chill. It was so good. I have my own speech therapy room, Aww. which is so weird because I'm literally there one day a week. So mm-hmm. I don't know if like they'll end up letting someone use it. Um, it was just, it was so great. And I genuinely like, I'm so excited to work with the kids. I'm so excited. Wait, so you went to LA already? Yeah. Didn't we talk about that on the podcast? No, because I haven't seen you in like two weeks because you've been so busy. And I was like, I was going to text you and be like, dude, when are you going to LA for literally less than 24 hours? And because you asked no, me to we did on talk Saturday. About it, Hannah. No, we did you talk said, about it you said we're, I'm going you somewhere, un- but you no, never no. said when and you never but talked about sure it. I'm pretty sure on the last episode, because I was listening to the last episode to proof listen to it. And I'm pretty sure on that episode, I said like, oh my gosh, I was literally there, got there at 7.40, it came back at 11. And you were like, oh my gosh, you didn't even stay a full 24 hours. But that's because you were describing it to me. You didn't say you actually went already. Oh, I thought I did. Okay, so I did go. <laughs> and I <laughs> no. went to the orientation. <laughs> Because you even said yeah, you even said so wait, no, you even said oh, I'll talk about it on the next episode. How it was uh, being there for twenty four hours. That's oh like, yeah, okay. you're right. Because I was like, oh my gosh, can we record on Saturday? Because it's so fresh in my mind. You're right. And then like yeah, I pushed back to the next one. You're right. Okay, mm-hmm. so just like backtracking a little, I flew to LA with my brother because I don't like to fly by myself. Um, and we went and, and the practice, it's their, I think it was one of their first locations. They have multiple mm. locations, like 28 or something, like a crazy number. Um, and it was one of their first locations. So it was like in this area where like all the windows are like boarded up or have bars on them. Um, oh the, like the Uber driver dropped us off and was like, what the heck? Like, um, my friend's Uber driver was like, are you sure it's safe to leave you here? Yeah. It was just like giving like, are we in the right spot? 
So we go in and the team is so great. Like we walk in and they pop confetti. Oh my gosh. And like they were just Aww. so like it was so good. Um, I was a little nervous because like they're a corporation, right? And I think I told mm-hmm. you like I've only ever really worked, which is which turned out not to be true, but I think I had told you like I've only worked for small businesses before mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. FLP owned businesses, which isn't true because I worked for the hospital that I was at. Um mm-hmm. But yeah, so like they popped confetti, we like ordered coffee and like we started, they are so big on growth mindset. They are so big on like mental health. And I know that they weren't always like this because remember when I posted on my stories and I was like, hey, mm-hmm. I'm taking a job at this place. And so like I had said so many people that knew that worked there or knew someone who worked there, like I would say two to three years prior said, don't go. And then mm-hmm. people who worked there now were like, oh my gosh, go. It's so great. And then I happened to have a friend who knew like a few people there. So she just contacted them and they're the ones who were like, it's amazing. It's not the same anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so you and felt that energy. Like, yeah. So and this good. wasn't just like my location. This was like in SoCal too, like that like I have a couple SLP friends who are in SoCal and they were like, their pay is dirt cheap. Like they double book you, they blah, blah, blah. Like they just like had so mm. many bad things to say. Um, but then like, they've just had like a whole company like shift and mm-hmm. they'll tell you like too, like the owners are so great. And they're like, yeah, like we have these values that we make sure to stick to. And like, you know, it wasn't always like this or whatever. Um, I'm not really like sure how much I'm allowed to talk about, but it was so good. <laughs> they're so big on mental health. They're so like knowledgeable. They're so great. Mm-hmm. Someone had said like, oh, the CEO like is not a speech therapist. And that kind of was like a red flag for me. Cause I feel like a lot of times when you're not the speech therapist and you, but you're like hiring speech therapists, like I feel like they don't understand the concept yeah. like okay but you're only seeing five clients but like that's still so much sometimes right mm-hmm, like depending mm-hmm. on like what you're doing with those five clients yeah um, but absolutely. he seems to be very much in touch his wife is like the they're like a power couple slay mm. um she's a speech therapist and so like they work together it's just it's so great and also on top of it they're muslim and i loved like i was so happy i was like oh my gosh they're like because you know like it's so hard when you like (laughs) i'm being a little dramatic it's not that hard but like (laughs) for example my holidays like they're never celebrated they're never the days that i have off right right? and then like on top of that like one of them moves like every year it's like Mm -hmm. 10 days earlier but like we are never sure until like the night before like exactly what day it's gonna be because it's based on the moon and so like trying to explain that to my employer like okay I might need Thursday off but I might need Wednesday off is so difficult but like Uh when your uh employers are also going through the same thing like yeah they get it they're like oh my gosh yes you're gonna need Wednesday or Thursday like I get it right right um they even like reached out to me because we wear scrubs and they're like, oh, do you want long sleeve scrubs? Um, you know, that we don't have to wear a shirt Aww. under. It was so uh-huh, sweet. Uh-huh. I've never had someone ask me that. Um, I was like, yeah, I'll, I'd, I'd love long sleeve scrubs. Hannah, they're the ugliest things I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they're, no. they're giving, I wish I, I should grab them and show them to you. They're giving like granny. Like they are so, oh, it's like a no. button up Hey, scrub. at least they tried. At least they tried. That's the, that's I the mean, goal. I mean, I wear right? it because they did, yeah. But um, they, like, were letting me know that's an option if I was interested. Mm-hmm. It's, like, I can get um, button-up scrubs. And so – or not button-up. <laughs> I can get long-sleeve scrubs. Um, right. But, yeah, that was really nice of them. So, yeah, I went – and me and Aisa, like, we were, like, what the heck? Because orientation, guys, was supposed to be, like, from Friday to the next mm-hmm. Friday all in L.A. And my husband's, like, what are they going to train you in that, like, is a, for a whole week? Half of it, literally half of it, is just about, like, mental health and him handling stress and, like – Sounds How like a Zoom call to me. And like, it was so good. Yeah, we definitely like. I I will say I felt a little left out because the girls like in my group were the people that are being hired and they're so 
they were so great. And so I did feel left out, like not being there in person with them. And I think that's also going to say, I was just going to say they probably were like connecting when you were on Mm -hmm. Zoom. Yeah. 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 And like they definitely had like a lot of heartfelt moments that I kind of missed out on. Mm. But that being said, it was, I'm very happy. I'll let you guys know in six months how I feel. Um, It seems like a great place though. So. I felt really good. I just felt so tired. I left so exhausted. But you were there for less than 24 hours. And I missed him. Okay. That was also my first time being away from my son, right? Is when we went to LA. Mm -hmm. So it was supposed to be Mm -hmm. like a weekend trip. And I bailed on my siblings and was like, I cannot be away from him for a whole weekend. Um, And then (laughs) made them do like the same day trip with me. Um, And then today at work, like I missed him so much. He hung out with his grandmas. He was having the best time of his life. He was with like my mom, my mother-in-law, and then my grandma. So homeboy was Mm -hmm. extra loved. But um, I missed him. And then when I came home, he was like, like so happy and just like rolling towards me. It was so sweet. I was like, I missed you, mama. I was like, but mama has to go get that bag. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm happy you had a first, um, a great first day. That's exciting. You are a busy lady. No wonder why you stopped texting me. (laughs) Makes sense. I mean, I kind of wanted to text you, like, as things were happening, like, oh, my gosh, went on my LA trip. Oh, my gosh, blah, blah. But then I was like, does that take away from it? Like, when I tell you on the podcast, I don't think it does. And I think moving forward, I will just because, like, then I forget and I feel like I lose. And then this intro um, takes 30 minutes, like, right now. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Okay. But that is – let me think. Yep. That's all my – that was all my updates. Well, you stole one of mine that I applied to a job. So that was my first update. Um, I mean, it was – I applied to the job first. No, so you did. I just got an early I'm just kidding. No, no. I'm actually so excited and I do think you're going to get the job. I think you're going to do so great. And like, think, I, I think you're going to do so great too. Um, I will um, <laughs> text you to tell you how it goes Yeah, afterwards. let me know what they ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll give you the I'll give you the deets on, the you know, who's nice. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. I'll tell you like run away or green mm-hmm. flag, you know, things yeah, like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think yeah. that was what I liked about the other place so far is like it's all green flags. Mm-hmm. Um, good, good, good. But yeah, that was it. Um, well, thanks for sharing. Um, so I will share my updates now. It's not a lot. It's not as in-depth as yours. I've been busy too. The hospital has been crazy, but it's not as crazy okay. as your life. Um, mm-hmm. My only update, my main update was my job update, but I might get three jobs. Who knows? I don't know if I'll quit one. We'll see That's what happens. Crazy. Which one would you drop? How Let's many hours would facility. you need? I was going to say, how many hours would you need to leave like the place that you're at? Oh, not a lot. It's not that I like need the hours. Oh, wait, you have a um, student, yeah, I have a student. I would have to keep my um, my hospital job, and I would not want to quit that job in general. That's my main hours. Um, I only work mm. like four hours, maybe five at the um, skilled nursing facility, but my days are really long. Like. On Monday, I worked a 12-hour shift, like just nonstop. Like I did not stop. Um, I don't have – I think – my other update was just a funny story, but I think I can share it another time. It could just be a no, funny story it. for it's later. Fun. Are you sure? No, it's getting long. Yeah, sure. It's okay. Um, so I had a friend – it's kind of speech therapy related actually. I, have a, I had a friend that came over. He's from – we like grew up together and he came over. He was from Florida. He's from – went to Florida. Um, for school and a job and he was visiting. So he had, we had dinner the other night and he started describing to me, he was like, yeah, like I have difficulty swallowing pills. I don't know why he brought this up. I was like, really? And he was like, yeah, I choked on like a fish oil pill before. I was like, 
interesting. And then we started talking about his difficulty with swallowing. And I was like, you have esophageal dysphagia. Potentially, you should probably do a swallow study. And he takes forever to eat. Like he, like we had dinner with him and we had, Omar and I had finished half of our roll and he was on his second bite. And I was like, dude, like we've been here for 30 minutes. And he was like, oh, sorry guys, I take so long to eat. Um, and he basically like has to chew up his food in order to like swallow it. And I was like, dude, you have probably have like esophageal um, dysphagia. Mm-hmm. You should probably get that checked out. Um, but anyways, he started talking about, we started talking about swallowing and he was like, oh yeah, like my grandma's had swallowing difficulties. She's in a skilled nursing facility. And I was like, oh, does she need like thickened liquids? And he was like, oh, I don't know. Like there was nectar liquids on her tray. It said nectar. And I was like, oh yeah, she does. And so my husband was in this conversation and he like t- chimed in and goes, wait, wait, did she get a swallow study? Did she do an MBS? And I was like, oh my gosh, honey, you're speaking my language. Like that's so hot. That's <laughs> Hannah's he- love language right there. <laughs> That's right? so I love that. <laughs> and then he goes, and then I start laughing and I was like, wait, did she? And he was just like, oh, I'm not sure. And mm-hmm. Omar goes, wait, if she didn't do a swallow study, did they, did this SLP thicken at bedside? Like, ew, that's gross. And I was like, I was like, <laughs> okay. I was like, that's so – you're." I was like, you're listening. Wow. Now go tell all the other staff in the hospital. That's the thing, okay? So like, why is this so easy for my non-speech therapist husband to understand? Right. My non-medical-based husband? <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, that means it he was does, like, though, active he, listen to actively um, listen. I don't know. He, he confessed <laughs> that he sometimes will block out things I say because he just does not understand. And I was like, it's reasonable. Mm-hmm. But the important key details he has been listening to which yes. is don't think in that bedside and MBSs are very important, which I was like, mm-hmm. if you don't hear anything else besides those two things and, and oral mm-hmm. care, I'm okay. I'm good. Yeah. But yeah that's just a funny story Same to start. To everyone else. Yeah. That's right, okay. right, right, right. Interesting. Yeah. I am today. I like told my dad, I suspect that he has like suspected sleep apnea from the way that he was sleeping and like, <sighs> It was so obvious, uh-huh, like, uh-huh. but obviously I'm a speech therapist. So I can't be like, you have sleep apnea. I was just like, mm-hmm. I suspect that you might have <laughs> symptoms that match up with sleep apnea. And he was like, it's just snoring. I'm like, that is not what snoring sounds like, number one. But yeah, I feel like he's not going to do anything about it half the time. And I'm like, no, like, I, I honestly, I can I, say I, I really know I'm not a doctor, but it was just, like so obvious. so obvious. Like right, even right. like the position of his mouth when he sleeps, like his his tongue position, like his, so Hannah, he like sleeps, snores, and then he can't breathe, and he, and then he has to take a deep does. breath, and like he can't breathe, and it wakes him up because he can't breathe. Mm, like sounds like sleep apnea, right? Yeah, and then also his tongue position, like I was like this, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I went to my mom, I'm like, does your husband have sleep sleep apnea? And she was like, your husband, does your husband have sleep apnea? And she was like, yeah, I told him that he probably does, and like he, he probably should do a sleep study. Yeah, maybe I'll convince him. Okay, let's move on from our updates. Is that all that you had? That's all that I have. Yes, that's it. Okay, so um, now we are going to move on to the next part of our SLP journey, and we are going to cover grad school part one. Um, And in this section, we're going to cover fall starts versus spring starts, courses that we took in grad school, time management. Um, 
what else? COVID experience because we were in COVID um, and what the expectations were going into grad school. I think maybe we should start with courses in grad school because I think that's the biggest difference between or a big part of it, um, the different courses we take. Some things are the same. For me, what I wrote down was we had an AAC course, which you don't have an undergrad. You have a whole Mm -hmm. dysphagia course and then Mm -hmm. hearing screenings um, and then methods course that has to do with like clinic or like your Mm -hmm. um, internships that some um, grad schools do. So those are like Mm -hmm. kind of the four, four ish different Mm -hmm. courses that I had that were significantly different from um, undergrad. Everything kind of is like, you just kind of review everything or you go a little more in depth. Do you agree? Well, I do agree for our university. I don't Mm -hmm. think they're all like that. So I do think like Mm -hmm. some universities have like pediatric feeding course versus like a regular, because ours was just like a general dysphagia class. Right, right, right. um, Where we talked about adult dysphagia and we talked about pediatric dysphagia. Um, So I think for the most part though, it's kind of like taking that general knowledge they gave you in undergrad Mm -hmm. and just like Mm -hmm. really specializing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like like, right, we get our master's, like you're mastering this information. Ooh, that's Um, good. Mm-hmm. And Wait, then did also- I? Okay, go ahead. No, you're good. Did I tell you that my my students in a um online program? And so, mm-hmm. did I tell you they have a pediatric course for dysphagia and then a adult course for dysphagia? Did I say that? Yes, you did. That's how I knew that other oh. schools had pediatric. <laughs> courses. <laughs> I mean, we I also knew that from a couple other people that we are friends oh. with, but. Yeah. And I like I have a friend, too, who's a slipper and then now she's working on becoming a speech therapist and she's Mm -hmm. in an online program. And the number of classes that they take, like, is so much more than what we took. Um, It's crazy. Go ahead. I remember I was going to say, too, not only that, she has a whole TBI course, which Mm -hmm. I was like, friend, I wonder if they're at the same school. I wonder if they are actually, too. But yeah, she told me it was like, wait. I would have loved a whole course on TBI. That's so much. Like we barely touch, like we do touch on cognition, but I felt like we are so much more that we could have like learned about, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And the management and like the evaluation process of it. But, but yeah, that's just all I had to say about that. Sounds good. Hannah, do you remember? So with our university, you were either a fall start or a spring start. Did you have a preference? Mm -hmm. It's a good question. And I think this is different from other schools if that's, if I'm correct, right? Do they have also this fall and spring start? Is it only the university we went to? I have no idea. Well, that's good. Zero so, <laughs> um, I think I think it varies. I know because I applied to another school and they didn't have that, but mm. they were an accelerated program. So they like everyone that they took um, was done in like a year and a half or whatever. Okay. Um, but then I think other schools do have. I think the fall start spring start is a way for our university to accept more students. Oh, so that way, like, oh, so instead have, of it's 18, it's yeah. going to be 36 or whatever. Yeah. Like instead of 30 people doing their clinicals or their internships, it's, you know, whatever the half of what I think they do. Gotcha. That makes, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So yeah. So we were split in half guys. We were split into either we start in the fall or we start in the spring. Um, I had a preference. My preference was fall because we finished mm-hmm. like um, earlier and mm-hmm. I just felt like I don't know. There was a stigma that fall starts were the better, <laughs> the better class. Can I tell you where it started? Yes, so please do. Please we do. don't know if this is true or not. It was rumored that when they would accept people into the grad program, they would rate them. 
from one mm-hmm. to whatever number they're accepting. And the top half got into fall starts and the bottom half got into spring starts. They did not do that, at least when we enrolled. They said like they randomized it. I think maybe we were the first time they randomized it. You know, do you honestly, remember this? Kind of, but I feel like that's not like accurate because at the same time, I feel like everybody that was like in the fall start was in their own friend group, which I thought that was odd. I felt like our fall starts were super type A and I felt like our spring starts for our cohort just like seemed like so much fun and they seemed like they were more of a cohort than we were. I I I agree with that. Definitely. Yeah. And I I don't think that's like has to do – I think that had to do with being a fall start versus being a spring start. Like I feel like Mm. that was the result of being put in the spring starts. Does that make Mm. sense? Like I don't think they came in all already friends or already like – does that – I, I, I think I you're right. Kind of right. No, like I feel no, like I think you're right. Vibe. Yeah. Mm, that's and probably so, what it was. Mm-hmm. And so I actually, I wanted to be a, a false start too. Um, I wanted to be a false start because I needed to get my master's done and over with. Um, <laughs> I just like did not want that extra semester where in hindsight, like it does not make a difference. Um, it, like I feel like at least in long term, like the extra, what, three months, four months isn't like – it's over yeah, the it's sp- not. span of your yeah, life like it's, it's not. nothing um but, but i agree said, i just definitely a stigma um, about it i i honestly agree with you though i did want to just get it over with so i was like four semesters i just want to mm-hmm. finish um so yeah even by but the fourth semester i was like oh my gosh and it was just like clinic <laughs> i mean it was just internships um but yeah so that was something that I like wanted to talk about. And I wanted I was curious if you like knew why there was a stigma about that's what I heard, but I just never yeah. I heard it was true, but and then I heard that they were trying to shift that and change it because it became very toxic from what oh, I yeah. heard. Yeah, I heard like previous I felt like this is kind of jumping ahead, but like I felt like grad school like was toxic, but not because of us. Like I didn't feel like mm. our cohort was toxic. Mm-mm. Like I not felt like like maybe some supervisors like just the environment of being in grad school is super stressful um Mm -hmm. but I didn't feel like like an undergrad I felt like it was toxic because of the students I did not feel like it was toxic because of the students in grad school like I didn't Mm -hmm. I felt like all that that toxicity was gone but I also felt like they only accepted like people who had really like kind personalities and who were really good people like absolutely yeah I really felt like there was definitely like I feel like I don't know does that sound weird coming from someone who was accepted but like I just felt like everyone who was accepted like never had drama associated with them they like were always kind were always nice like yeah there was there was not a lot of drama I think there was drama when COVID hit I there was drama when COVID hit yes yes I mean there was still some drama right you put 28 really I don't remember any drama when we were in person was there drama um, and I didn't know of? <gasps> no, it's not like drama, drama, but I just feel like like we're all put in a high stress situation right. and we're all like getting feedback from our CIs and not mm. all our CIs were very nice to us. Um, so I felt like maybe sometimes people's frustrations showed, but I Makes didn't sense. feel like yeah. it was yeah. students pitted against students or I didn't feel like it right. was students like trying to outshine other students like we were just trying to it get didn't through, feel toxic guys. it just felt natural yeah it yeah. just felt like this is the environment that we're in right um i don't feel like i can't think of any like super juicy drama that i can any tea that i could spill that'd be nice but i, don't I know any. some tea about uh, covid times but that's a covid times yeah that's a yeah that's a secret <laughs> okay so then what did you think about doing covid because like our 
set our cohort was very um I'm just kind of jumping around because I feel like it's flowing. But if I yeah, like, yeah. Int- no, if there's something you want to put in and I skipped, like, let me no. know. But, mm-hmm. um, okay. So, um, our cohort, we actually did like a semester and a half in person and then a semester and a half online. And then internships were either online or in person. Mine were in mm. person. Um, but I do think some people were still online for their internships. Like, even my school based internship, we were in person. R- but what did you the think whole time? About that experience? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were in person wow. the whole time. Mine was. Half... We did have some virtual sessions, but wow. we were in mine... person. Mine was mostly virtual, and then we became in person the last couple weeks. Interesting. Let me think. Am I wrong? No, we definitely maybe the first couple weeks were fully online, and then we like I do remember most of my intern. I want to say even all of my internship was wow. In person. That's awesome. But we though. definitely had like a lot of kids that were online. Because I think the way that district did it was, like, you could choose if your kid was enrolled, like, mm-hmm. online or if they were mm-hmm. enrolled in person. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know. But that's what I remember. I remember being so stressful, though, to do, like, grad school courses online. Yeah. Therapy, I, I remember it being a lot easier online person. I think it was easier because we were put into groups. So we didn't have – so mm-hmm. we – if so if those that's don't, know, true. don't know, we have Oh, I clinic. see where the drama came in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yes, this is where the drama came in. So, like, we, some universities, they all have externships where you go out into a setting like a school district or a hospital and then you follow and you're with a speech therapist. For our university, Mm -hmm. we have our own clinic. So, it's kind of controlled where we'll have clinical instructors, like, literally watching on a, via a camera in a room, what's going on and you treating your, your client. Mm -hmm. Um, and so typically we would do that one-on-one you as a clinician and then the, the, um, patient or the client. However, in COVID we ran out of it. We had not a lot of people were doing it. So we all grouped up like four, I think it was like four, three to four like clinicians to like one Mm -hmm. client. Um, so it got a little, yeah, we were three to one client. We well, like with ours, I know every every CI did this differently. Every clinical instructor did it differently. Our clinical instructors had us rotate our jobs. Like there was like someone who you know was the lead speech therapist, oh, yeah. uh-huh, and then uh-huh. like you had right like I can't even remember what the rest of the jobs were like the like data taking technology data taking technology yeah. So we rotated it. So like we didn't we didn't um, have the same CI, did we? We weren't in a group. Who's your CI? We weren't say. in a group together. We weren't in a oh, group. We'll, we'll bleep it out or we'll cut it out. But I honestly don't remember. I only remember one because I still use her as a reference today. <laughs> I honestly would. I would text her and ask her. Um. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't think I was ever in like a group with you for anything, honestly, which is probably why there's so no either. drama between us. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, Which is why in my head I was like, we're besties. I thought, I thought we were cool. When yeah, I first saw you cool. without your hijab, I was like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. Because <laughs> like you had phone called us on a FaceTime because there was so much tea to be spilled. And I, it was only girls. I don't remember this. Oh, I do. Oh, yeah, I, I wouldn't have worn, not to wear my hijab if it wasn't. Yeah, it was all girls. And it was just, I think it was our, your main group. And I had got pulled into the conversation. Like I was added to the FaceTime call. Oh my gosh, call. I remember this, but I don't remember what it was about. Oh, girl. I was like, and I remember they had, 
they wanted to tell you about it and you weren't wearing a hijab at the time and I was like oh, oh yeah because it was just like Kirsten yeah. Amanda yeah, 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 and Marissa yeah, yeah, yeah. and then you yeah. got added in yeah mm-hmm. and I was like oh my gosh I feel yeah. so like popular like I'm a part of the popular group like privileged <laughs> yes so I was privilege. like wow it really no honestly it was and then I hung up I was like oh my gosh I was so nervous like I gotta oh talk my to gosh. all of them but wait what was the tea <laughs> can you text it to me just like one sentence oh because okay, I want it to come back to me Wait, hold up, hold up. Let me let me pull up my phone real quick. Um, the tea, I think we talked about this tea before. Oh, was it like the same? Yes. Just text me. Yeah. I just did. I think it, I, that's so funny because I remember when you mentioned it. Oh, yeah. When you mentioned it, though, <laughs> I remember being like, I was not a part of that. And now you're like, yeah, you were literally on the FaceTime call with us. Was there, a, was there another person on there with us? Mm-hmm, like it was mm-hmm. me. Yeah, yeah. Like, hold it was up, my... let me text you. Hold it was. That was the second, the last person that was on the phone call with us. Oh yeah, yeah. I feel you like remember? she was like everyone's confidant. Yeah, she really was though, and she was she literally such a good my. She's great, and I would go to her because of how much difficulty I was having, and she advocated for me. So like, bless her soul, mm-hmm. because I couldn't stand like up for about, myself. Yeah. No, she literally was always about like self advocation, so like mm-hmm. advocating for you. And I feel like a lot of times because we were both um, together in a few different things. I feel like, um, sorry, that sentence got really vague as I continued. Um, I didn't want to like call her out, but I felt like we were in a lot of things together, and she always had my back, and she always mm-hmm. like told me like, "Madam, this is not okay for people to be doing this to you or for someone yeah, yeah, to be yeah. treating you like right. this." Um, and I like her along with my, you know, my three besties. Um. They, like I felt like really supported and I was able to find a backbone yeah and um, I felt I felt super supported by her too she yeah. I think she was the yeah. one that brought it to like the you know like mm-hmm. the dramas like the attention of like everybody which really helped and helped me out um but yeah besides that drama of COVID I think that was <laughs> a, yeah sorry guys that's the tea but um so vague but you know can't spill <laughs> too much tea um but I think COVID just really stressed a lot of people out and I'm a very type A person and I was like I tried my best in undergrad but I still wanted to like I was trying to get into grad school right but I was trying still so hard in grad school I wanted to impress my clinical instructors and I didn't want to slack and I think with COVID a lot of people like slacked a little bit because like it was online and Mm -hmm. I was still, I was trying to still be on top of it while, you know, we were going through a pandemic and which was very hard. And so I think it didn't, it, it didn't go very well. Let's just say that. I will say, I do feel like, I don't know if this is something I should put out into the world. I do feel like my work ethic personally wasn't as high as when we were in person because you didn't like, so I was driving almost two hours to school, two hours back every Mm -hmm. day. By the time we went on COVID, I was burnt out. Like, I was so burnt Mm -hmm. out. And I remember my CIs, like, a couple of them. Like, maybe when we talk about our clinical experiences, we can go into it. But I don't think... Next episode. I don't know. Yeah. So, um, next episode. But I was, like, so burnt out. So, by the time we were online, it was just, like, a good refresh for me. Yeah. But... I felt like it was so hard to pay attention in class, which no, made absolutely. me sympathize with my clients a lot more because like um, if I'm struggling to attend to my class and I'm an adult, like mm-hmm. how are kids going to feel? Yeah. yeah. No, but, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I just I think it was not only COVID and I was try, still trying to try my best when I was still very lazy. I think it was just we had to work in teams 
which we didn't have to do for the first year and a half. Like we didn't have to collaborate on one client with three other mm-hmm. clinicians, which well, I think was a great learning experience at the same time. I learned a lot from it. We have to work. I have to work on a team on a daily basis. Yes, you, know? you do. But um, I was going to say, well, in the training that I did with my private practice, they made mm-hmm. us take like a personality test. It's called like 16 personalities. Have you taken it? Mm-mm. I've only taken the en- so, Enneagram one. Which is the one that we did with our university, right? I don't remember. Do you remember in the beginning of grad school, our grad school coordinator made us all take a personality test and we had I to talk know. about like the different personalities and how like your supervisor might have this personality mm-hmm. and like, mm-hmm. you know, if you have this one, like a different right. one, I don't remember them. Anyways, for work, we had to do um, one called 16 personalities. I don't remember mm-hmm. like who it was by. It is so good. I will send you the link. It literally takes like five minutes. But I feel like after doing that, I see why grad school when we were collaborating was difficult because like Mm. so many different personalities meshed or had to. And like when you know someone else's personalities like or their personality traits, it's a lot easier to like be like, okay, Hannah's responsive to this, not this, right? Like, um, or like blah, blah, blah is an introvert. So like it's not that they don't want to be in this team with me. It's that like that's genuinely how they are. Mm. Like they just, you know, this is how they are with everyone. Um. I feel like that would have been so helpful and I do think they should implement Probably. it instead of the one that she like that we did where it's like only four personalities because it literally like tells you like you're I mean take it with a grain of salt right but like it tells you like oh you're um 78% extrovert 28% introvert mm. or you're like um 28% thought 28 like whatever the rest of 28% is um like the rest of the percentage is um feelings you know mm-hmm. and so I thought it was really cool um, but so how was time management then? Like, <laughs> yeah, let's move on thing. to time management. Um, I thought I did pretty good. I mean, I honestly you, don't. How did I manage my time? How did you organize just yourself? Just pray. Just pray mm. on my knees, praying to Jesus that um, I survived. I remember like I didn't have a life. Um, and I was I was always telling Omar, my boyfriend at the time, now my husband, um, how, oh, when I graduate – I'll be able to hang out more, right? And I think I we would schedule our dates around my study and my clinical – oh, not clinical rotation, but like me preparing for clinic the next week. So I would just go to his house and make lesson plans. I would go to his house and make him help me um, create my, like, you know, my materials. materials. Yeah. And so I think that's how I managed my times. I just made everything – like I brought my materials to parties. Like if I needed to cut something out, I'd be like, okay, like, hey, what's up? How are you doing today? And just cutting out like, you know, action figures. But that's what um, I did. Hannah and her friends go clubbing and Hannah's like cutting out <laughs> her star chart. Um, yeah, actually, literally. Star yeah, charts. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I haven't used that in so long. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I haven't not, heard that um, in so long. Yeah. So depending on your client, it's no longer like – best practice i mean i don't think it was ever best practice but it was what we were trained actually when i think back to the way that my first client Mm -hmm. was and the way that i was trained to handle that client i cringe so much um and we can talk about that next episode i'm gonna write that down actually so i don't forget wait Um, yeah let's put put a uh, mark on mm -hmm. um, star charts i would love to hear because i don't work with pediatrics my adults will laugh at me if i bring in a star chart (laughs) and okay (laughs) No, I have actually used a star chart with an adult before for dysphagia. Yeah. And they I liked had them. They weren't offended? 
No, no, it was kind of, it was like a rating system. So they had to rate how they felt their swallow was. So like five oh, stars was like, yeah. did they, you know, yeah, it's a little different, but mm-hmm. I did use stars. That's smart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So they okay, had to rate to move, how they felt, but sorry. Keep move on. on from that. What was the biggest difference from undergrad versus grad school in your opinion? And then I'll share mine. Um, the biggest difference, there was just less, I feel like there was not a lot of pressure. And then I feel like there was not a lot of like, we talked about this, like toxic toxicity between other people. And I felt like we had, I could take, I was able to take a breath and be like, I finally made it. Like I finally didn't need to compete with somebody anymore, you know, Mm -hmm. or feeling that need to like, oh, I need to be on top or I I need to do better. I need to do X, Y, and Z too, in order to get in. But you were saying, just saying, like you still were like taking your materials with you, right? Like you were still right, like right, all yeah, absolutely. Therapy all the time. Yeah, yeah. When yeah, did yeah. that like let go? Like when did you like take a breath? You know, like when uh, did you start having I mean, fun again? I'm still yesterday doing a lot of speech. <laughs> yeah, I still literally only okay. talk about speech therapy. Um, okay. Oh, like I mean, actually I, take a I, breath. Yeah. yeah, like when did it calm down for you? And when did like the anxiety or like go away? If it ever did. I guess after I graduated, I mean, but even in your CF, you're still like stressed out. So I guess after my CF, to be honest with you. I believe that. Yeah. So I wanted to say like my, so can I say my experience with the difference? I think I kind of already mentioned it, but my experience was like in undergrad, it was so toxic between students. Like it was like Mm -hmm. students hating on other students, students bringing down other students, students just like it's so weird, right? Like anybody who was in that field was clearly there to help. Like nobody mm. chose speech therapy for the money. Like nobody chose speech therapy for like the glitz and the glam, right? Like you chose right. speech therapy because you wanted to help. But for some reason that empathy just like psh, vanished and like right. it was just like cutthroat, which I get. It was the environment we were put in and I get like our our program doesn't have a cap for undergrads. Like anybody can major as an undergrad in CSAD, which is great, right? Because then you get all your prereqs in, but they don't accept that many for grad school. So like we had a cohort of like what, 200 and something starting out Mm -hmm. as juniors, but they only took like 36 students. Right. I do know that number went down. I just don't know what it went down to as the year Mm -hmm. went on. Um, But so that was my experience with undergrad was so toxic. We talked about this last time. Grad school, (laughs) grad school annoyed me. Because I felt like it was stressful for no reason. I literally. Oh, absolutely. I was talking to Amanda about this and we were talking about our supervisors mm-hmm. and we were just like sharing some stories, kind of trying to get the, my memory back because I've blocked it out. Um, And it was just like stressful for literally no reason. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I felt like, like, let's take lesson plans, right? I had a CI who literally, Hannah, I will send you a screen recording of her edits on my lesson plans. I've never made a lesson plan since I graduated. Not oh, once. Yeah. Like I yeah, was in a private yeah. practice, my internship in the school and early intervention. And now I'm back at the private practice. I've never once made a lesson mm-hmm, plan. Mm-hmm. She was like, I get the need to be like, you need to have good grammar, right? Like when you're writing mm-hmm. your reports, you can't have, ha- I don't know why have came out that way. <laughs> like you can have bad grammar. And um, uh-huh. like, I get that. But like, I felt like it was so nitpicky. 
Yeah. Actually, it came up like in one of my Snapchat memories where I was like, oh my gosh, I only got one like comment. This is the first time I like got a mm-hmm. good comment where she said, this is great or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I scrolled like to the next like four pages because yes, that's how long they had to be. And I scrolled to, and they were just like comments all the way down the sections. Like I felt so dumb. Like yeah. literally I was like, am I stupid? Um, and then they also like made comments that were just like to us as students that were unnecessary. Like I feel like- yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I'm just going on a tangent now. No, no I was going to – okay, so like you said what I was thinking in a better way. You articulated it a lot better because that's exactly the toxicity and then under grad school was a lot – it was more like stressful as as in like it didn't really need to be. But I wanted to add what you were trying to say is um, I felt like as a student we were so – we were just so hyper focused. We just wanted to kind of please our CIs that every single time they said something, we're like, "Oh my gosh, like, am I dumb? Like, what did I do wrong? Like, you know what I mean?" And we were always yes. on our, t- our like on our toes. But mm-hmm. something that like like we would be in like clinic, and I'll be seeing. A, I saw an adult patient, and I said the word "cool," C O O L. I said "cool," that's awesome, and I got a comment from a CI saying don't say cool. Like that's not professional. And you know mm-hmm. what? Now I work with adults. I say cool. I say that's awesome. I say yeah. out of the wazoo. I say like yes. random words to connect mm-hmm. with my patients and they do yeah. not care. You know what I mean? Well, that was like, I also felt like they had their own therapy approaches, which honestly, looking back, I don't agree like with mm-hmm. a couple of them, like two at least where that's not my therapy approach. Right. I'm very like play-based therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why, like, when I look back at my first client, I cringe because, like, we were not allowed – like, I don't want to say we weren't allowed. Like, nobody told us, like, oh, you can't come – like, you can't find your own mm-hmm, approach or you can't, mm-hmm. like, find what works best for you. But they wanted things, like, the way that they did therapy, which is fine because obviously right. it works for them. That's why they're successful. Um, but I just feel like it was so rigid on what was allowed. Um, mm. And I just, like – I think that was the biggest difference. I think in undergrad – it was stressful because of the students. And then in grad school, it was stressful because of the CIs. I mm, will say good. across the board, across the board, the professors were amazing for me yeah. personally. No, I get that. I'd never met a professor that I thought was rude or that was mean That's or true. that like didn't genuinely have my best interest in mind. Mm-hmm. So, and they were a lot like overlapped, like undergrad and grad school professors, they overlapped. And I felt yeah. like the classroom was probably the only place where I like in grad school where like, like I could breathe now. Like, which says a lot, like, honestly, because I knew, like, the professors weren't going to tear us apart. (laughs) Does Mm. that make sense? No, that makes sense. No, well, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, they're they're not going to get mad at you. No, they're not going to get mad at you for saying the word cool. Like, you know what I mean? Like, did you get that experience? Like, yeah, I I was literally, I have a story and I'm like holding it in for next episode, but can I just share it? Yeah. I mean, we're kind of late on time, but sure. (laughs) I literally was told I would be a bad therapist because I use my hands too much. Like, I use too many gestures. Oh, my God. What kind of comment is that? Like, first of all, that is a big, like, cultural difference. Culture to culture. Yeah. Yeah, it was a CI. And it literally was, like, culture to culture. It's so different, like, how much people, like, use their body language to communicate. And I remember literally being so nervous after that because, like you said, we were recorded on cameras. And then, like, there was an assignment where we had to go back, like, I think three times and look, (laughs) right? And And watch ourselves. Right, right, right. And, um, yeah, that was just – like, that's unnecessary. I would never tell somebody, you use your hands way too much when you do therapy. Like, if you notice your client's getting distracted by hands, you'll, like, tone it down. But, like, like, it was just comments like that where, like, 
I think when we were there, a lot of the CIs had like this tear down, build right back up mentality. And I don't mm-hmm. think that's healthy. I don't think you need to be torn down to be built, like right. to be successful. I think like we can just be nourishing and loving and like mm-hmm. give feedback, but like I don't know. I talk so, and even now I'm so, yeah. And now, like, in a positive way, right? And like, now I'm so insecure about like my hand gestures. Like, how many times, like, they just keep opening and closing. Like, (laughs) I, I talk so much with my hands, but that's literally like everybody in my family does. Like, no, I can't talk without. I was on the f- yeah. a phone call with a family member today and I, I literally could not stop using my hands. I was like describing the vocal fold and like glottic mm-hmm. closure. And I was like, yeah, the vocal folds aren't moving together. And I literally had to do that with my hands in order to describe it. I look so dumb you, in the like, resuscitation. Oh my gosh. No, literally same. And like the thing is, like, I don't think that makes you a bad therapist. Like, maybe no, a little bit annoying to, like, not. your colleagues, but, like, not a bad therapist. No. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, using the word awesome in a therapy session is not unprofessional. You, I was like – and I literally – I use those – I am very kind of relaxed. Like, I'm very professional in my patient patients, but, like, I try to connect with them or I just have mm-hmm. a conversation with them like yeah. you normally would with somebody on the street. Mm-hmm. And I think it just – just they're human. Like it's okay to, that you don't have to be like stuck up and use these big mm-hmm. terminologies. Like you can just I be agree. human. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yes. I, just, I just like it's just you know so funny? unnecessary to be nitpicky like that. But go, yeah, go ahead, tell me what's funny. No, I never mind. <laughs> tell me. I missed it. I it missed. Know. It passed. Oh, it's fine. It. Um, it's okay. But um, sorry I don't know why I said that when I um yeah I just that was what my opinion was and I feel like no you you articulated it I think way better than I did I was trying to articulate that but it just didn't come out right um but I think we can talk about that on our next segment or I mean next week we'll share stories in the next oh yes that actually was one of my stories I know that was one of my stories actually (laughs) but But okay um, okay, and then let's so this is us trying to like condense the episode because we've been recording and they are coming out to an hour and 45 minutes and we're not gonna put you guys through that so like I feel like this is gonna be part one of part one but we'll see um (laughs) (laughs) we need to do SLP confessions because we promise we do okay every episode we'll you share your SLP confession, okay? Like when we get to that segment. Okay. Um, and then I'll just table mine and share it next okay. time. Because okay. mine's, mine's really short too, so. Yeah, mine's not. So <laughs> okay. I feel like mine needs to be like a main segment confession. Got it, got it, I'm going to lose the respect of so many people. Um, okay, so um, okay, what were your – let's see. What do I have on here? Okay, so working for university scholarships. Hannah – how did we already talk about how you paid for school in our yes, last episode? We did. I don't remember. We did talk okay. about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the only thing you like... wanted to. Oh, good. Yeah, go ahead. I was the only say, thing like, you wanted to mention. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> the only thing you wanted to mention was that you can work for your university and help. Oh, pay yeah. For grads. Right, but that was right. that's what you had to mention. Okay. Uh, and I never looked up the term, but you guys, a lot of universities, not ours, have this option where you can be a research assistant for a professor and it covers part mm-hmm. of your tuition. Okay. So like, it's so cool. I cannot remember what it's called for the life of me. I emailed our head of the department. I emailed our chair and I emailed um, a professor I was interested in working with, like all in a group. And I asked if they offered this and they did not. Mm-hmm. Um, 
maybe like I'll find what it's called and I'll put it in the show notes or something. But um, it's really cool because it does cover part of your tuition. And mm. so it's almost like work study, but it's not. It's mm-hmm. it's like specific for grad school. Anyways, um, and then I think the last thing we wanted to talk about is the stress. How did you handle it? Um, what was stressful for you? And I think you had a caveat that you put, did you know, and you wanted to tell me about it. I forgot it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Funny story, guys. I literally told her while we were typing up our like skeleton of this episode, I was like, okay, I'm going to write like caveat. Did you know? So I don't forget it. I forgot it. Um, I should have just filled <laughs> it in. Um, okay. So how did I stress handle the stress? Had- yes. I will say I, by the end of the program and my partner for assessment clinic will absolutely tell you this um probably one of the reasons why like she might not be my biggest fan is I was burnt out I was checked out like I Mm. still did my part but I was like it's due tomorrow like let's say we were assigned it like we had three assessment clients and we were Mm. assigned it like you know the beginning of the semester if we were seeing the client tomorrow like I am doing my part because we like would split it I don't know if everyone did it this way but like if I'm doing expressive, then I'm only doing expressive, and then she's doing yeah, receptive. So yeah, we each just prepped our own section. Yeah. So I think seeing my stuff come in like the day before would stress her oh, out. But like, good she thing wasn't... we were not a group. Yeah. <laughs> good thing like we I said, were this not... was the last semester. I was so burnt out. I was so done, so over it. Um, and so, yeah. So like, I would literally like if we were seeing our client tomorrow, like the two days before or the day before, I would like like I would already have some stuff in, but like. Mm-hmm. I would, and then we used to submit our reports separately, right? Like, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. this was different depending on your CI, but for our CI, they required two separate reports from each of us. Um, I don't think that affected her. I can't see why that would like that. I literally mm-hmm. would submit my reports on the on the dot <laughs> right before they would be considered late. Um, you are so a procrastinator at heart, my friend. Oh, I'm a procrastinator through and through. Yeah, I I'm caught, learning like, that I with actively, this podcast. I am I definitely learning that. <laughs> Um, and I'm like, okay, I, I understand her how she works now. I get it. Yeah, like I like I'll always get it done. I'll always mm-hmm. get it done on time. Mm-hmm. But there's just something about like I feel like prioritizing the different things that I have going on. Um, right. honestly, like it's something I'm working on. Like I'm not proud to say like, oh yeah, I'm a procrastinator, but I still get it done. Good for like, you. I, I like that. I attitude. don't like that. <laughs> yeah, like I'm, I love I'm working attitude. on it. Thank you. Um, One of the ways that I work on it, right, is like making to-do lists. And Hannah, sometimes I'll make a to-do list and I'll post stuff I already did on it. Wait, what did you say you posted? I put stuff I already did on it so that I can post it (laughs) on. So you feel accomplished? Yeah. Like, so it gets me like, it gives me that like one, two, three, go. Like that jump start. Like, cool. I already organized my office. Like now I'm going to... Like, I might make it, like, one of my to-do list items, like, make a to-do list, right? And that way, like, so You don't do that? (laughs) (laughs) No. No. But I love that for you. I love that for you, though. That's that's progress. Yeah. So the way that I handled stress, because that was way off on a tangent, but I do think maybe some people would relate to that. But the way that I handled my stress was I, like, confided in my husband a lot. Mm, um there a were a couple times I don't know if we talked about this ever um where I told him like can we like can I just drop out and like we have a kid and he was like mm-hmm. no what you worked so hard and I was like yeah mm-hmm. he's like in the end he was like if you really want to drop out like you can like Aww, you know if that's what you really want to do yeah but like 
I'm like, we're not ready for a kid. And I was like, no, yeah, you don't yeah. get it. Like if I just drop out, then I'm a bad student. But like if I drop out because I have a baby, I'm a good mom, right? Like that's mm. this, that's the social norm, like not the social norm, um, but like that's, that's, that's acceptable, like. yeah, socially yeah, yeah. acceptable. Yeah. Right. And right. he was like, yeah, we're definitely not having a baby just because like you're stressed of school <laughs> because of school. But that's I will not say a I was a relationship on how to start a baby. No, no, no not at all. <laughs> um, and we obviously did not do that. But um, he was definitely my support system, like, between him and my mom. I was just so mm. well supported. I also, though, will say I didn't – I really, like, really, really, like, place a lot of emphasis on family. Like, I am, like, a daughter, right? So I really want to be a good daughter to my parents. So I was still regularly visiting them. I want to be a good daughter-in-law to my, you know, parent-in-laws. I know. You're – yeah. Wait, can I comment on that? Because you're not free <laughs> Monday and Wednesdays to record because she's so dedicated to your family, which I actually, I was literally, I woke up this morning and thought about you and I was like, she can't record on Monday and Wednesday because she has to go to her mother-in-law. And I literally thought to myself, I was like, she is so dedicated to her family. I had I these them. thoughts this morning. No, and I love that. But I was like, I, I was like, she can't record. She but can't. I was so... Because, like, I know, I know. But, like, if you want, I can, like, visit them a different day. I just, like, need no. to know ahead of time. I'm it's just, just easier for me to be, like, okay, Mondays, Wednesdays, that is the day I go, like, yeah. to visit my no, in-laws. To, um, yeah, yeah, Thursdays yeah. is the day I visit my mom. Um, and then usually I'll just throw in another day. Like, typically if I'm mm. burnt out, like, I'll go and just bum it out there. Um, it'll be Fridays now because that's the days that I work. But um, but you are very Yeah, dedicated. so, like, and I was like that in grad school too. Like I got a lot of stories, like, you know, when you get your memories where I would literally be leaving the clinic and then going to celebrate like a birthday dinner or going Aww. to like have dinner or something. And yeah. like, that's an hour and a half drive. I never, this isn't me like, like complaining or anything. I loved it. I wouldn't have done it if I didn't want to do it. Right. And like, nobody ever asked me to do that. Mm -hmm. um, but I just, I think that like ended up burning out because like burning me mm -hmm. out because I can do so so much I have such a high tolerance for a busy schedule but then like it just turns off like then the next day I am burnt out and like I mm -hmm. will like be crying to my husband or like you know just like need to get like a good cry in or need to like you know go horseback riding or something like something where I just recharge do I think it's yeah. healthy no but I refused to like just make grad school my entire personality. Like I made sure we at least like visited our parents' houses, each one of them, like once a week while in grad school. Good for Plus, you. Plus my mother-in-law and my mom are so great. Like literally they always sent me home with leftovers so like I wouldn't have to cook the next day. And mm -hmm. like that's such a big like relief. We also used HelloFresh mm -hmm. for a while. Because I, so I guess my point right now, like bringing up the cooking is like managing a house, right? I was like in my first, like my own house for the first time. Um, and managing school would have been difficult, but like I have mm. a support system and I, I, I leaned on them, especially my husband and my mom. Like I wouldn't a great have, answer. I always say this, like I would not have my degree yeah. without them. Yeah. Either one of them. It's a great answer. What about you? Nice. I don't have, um, that great of an answer. <laughs> I only did grad school. I don't think I managed my stress very well. Um, I'm pretty sure I broke out a lot in grad school. I don't remember. Mm. I don't remember what happened. I used to get the uh, grossest, like, acne spots ever. Yeah, Just no. Like, me so. too. Me too. I really make – I honestly made grad school my life, as I do with my job sometimes as well. I don't think I'm a great person to ask – give advice for stress relief and balance. time management. Yeah, work-life balance. I really – I've been trying, and I've been working on it recently. Like, I work out mm -hmm. every – I try to work out at least four to five times a week. 
I mm-hmm. try to, you know, take time like making this pod. I think that's something that mm-hmm. I, I have a hobby now. I make a podcast, you know? Yeah, um, that's so cool. I accidentally brought it up at work. I was like, oh my gosh, I don't did not want anyone I worked with to honestly, a podcast. Honestly, I might mention it in my interview. I'm like, I might say shameless plug. I have a podcast. Listen to it. <laughs> and you're going to meet my co-host at 11 p.m. or 11 a.m. today. <laughs> no, I no. Literally- I'm at 2 p.m. That's a different. Oh, 2 p.m. 2 p.m. 11 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. If I mention that, m- mention it, um, they ask you at 2 p.m. <laughs> I'll give you Yeah. I'll let me you know <laughs> if you do tell them so I know how to respond. Yeah. So the reason I, I, I didn't really want to bring it up. Is like I didn't want to bring it up to the people I work with is because I'm like, what if something like some good tea spills? And I oh, yeah. Like, no, absolutely. But yeah. like I feel yeah. personally, I don't think I would share anything embarrassing about someone else. No, right. Yeah. yeah. So, so sorry. Off topic. Um, mm-hmm. Not really a good person to ask about this. But, you know, I tried to. I just tried to get through it in reality. Mm-hmm. I think I really tried. I had a great um, friend group. I think oh, that yeah. they also, really helped a lot. Um, they helped a lot with talking. Um about what was going on. I talked to them mm-hmm. a lot. I stayed up at 2 a.m. like making lesson plans or, you know, doing projects with them. And I think that's having mm-hmm. a great support group in school and out of school is kind of what really helps. But I don't have great advice, yeah. honestly. Yours was way better. Can I also add that like my friend group was also so important in both undergrad and grad mm-hmm. school. I think the people you surround yourself with really, really like sets the tone for you and like these are the people you're talking to every day and like Mm -hmm. if they're toxic you're gonna get so much more of that toxicity and then like also if they're motivated you're gonna feel instantly motivated more right Amanda and I used to carpool together to our university and um like we would just like (laughs) I remember like the drives there would be so quiet right because we'd have to leave like from the butt crack of the dawn to get there on time (laughs) and um I don't know if you guys like say that in English, but in Arabic, it's a saying, I swear. Um, it is, it but, is. But like we literally would have to leave so early in the morning to get there on time. And then we would like leave so late, right? Like I think we had like a 730 clinic, right? Like mm-hmm. time frame. And one of us always had that frame. And so the drives there would be so quiet. The drive back would a lot of times like either be quiet or just like talking. <laughs> like, you know, just like, oh my God, this happened, this happened, this happened, blah, blah. Like, and it helped to have someone to like empty that out into. Mm-hmm. Um, but and I don't think I could have made the drive without her because like right. even though the carpool lane like does not start until 45 minutes into my drive um, mm-hmm. it just like having someone in the car with you and then the days that like if I was up prepping materials till like 2am she drove like we usually switched off but like if one of us needed it we would um switch off I just wanted to add like my friends were also a really big support system absolutely um, throughout the whole process without them I would not be here either it takes a village, guys, Absolutely. to get through grad school. <laughs> it's the same thing. Yeah. Actually, fun fact, I've never been as stressful, as stressed, not stressful, as stressed as like, okay, I've never been as tired as when I had my baby, like postpartum, like in grad school, they were the same. It was the same level wow. of stress and tiredness. That is That's how, insane. Yeah, like in undergrad, insane. just like being in this program in general. Wow. Um, yeah, it was pretty bad. But also both times I had really great support systems. So, um, oh, God. Make sure you surround yourself with good people. That is my advice for no one that asked, for everyone that asked. Nobody asked. All right, guys. We are running out of time, but we really want to include an SLP confession. And so Mm -hmm. I will be sharing mine. Mine's really short, so I think it will be good. Okay. 
Okay, Dish, tell us. Okay. Spill the tea. So it happened <laughs> It happened a few weeks ago or no, literally last week. So I work in a skilled nursing facility, like I mentioned, and sometimes they don't have their, you know, identification band or it's like fell off. And so- really. Sometimes like I find it, sometimes I don't. Their names are usually on, like there's three beds in one room. And so it'd go A, B, and C. And I still get confused. Like they've told me multiple times that like A bed's the first one and then B and then C's out the window. But I literally will Mm. always forget. And so I had this patient and I was really nervous because it was a Parkinson's patient where I was working on voice. And I was like, I don't, I didn't do the eval. So I never met this patient and I didn't know what to really target. And it appeared like, he was kind of within normal limits and had some episodes of difficulty. And so I was trying to like really plan in my head what I was going to do. So I was kind of nervous. And so from the note that the other speech therapist had like made, it sounded like we were working on like some artic or like clear, like slow, loud, over articulate and pause, like a slop type of this R3. Yeah. Kind of like that to increase the intelligibility. So I was like, great. I'll just introduce slop and see what happens. And so I walk into the room and I see like somebody in bed A and I like say, let's call him Steve, right? I go, hey, Steve. That's which is not his name. I was like, Steve, I'm here. I'm blah, blah. I start introducing myself and he looks up at me and answers and just starts talking. And his voice was a little like low and raspy. And I was like, okay, well, it sounds like he has Parkinson's. Great. Like I'm in the right location. (laughs) And so- I start talking to this person and this patient and I'm just like going on and on and on and asking him about his life. I wanted to get a baseline, like understanding of why I'm seeing him. And he was talking very low and raspy. And I was like, yeah, this makes sense. I'm, I understand why we're seeing this patient. <laughs> so You're like 100%. I go, yeah, like, I'm like, okay, Steve, I literally spend 10 minutes and I introduce slop. I, we practice with functional phrases. We practice with like, hi, my name is Steve or hi, how are you? Like very functional raises. And I have him pause and we practice it at least three to four times. Okay. And so, and then I go, do you feel the difference, Steve? And he goes, yeah, I do. But I wanted to tell you my name was, let's, let's call him Tom. My name was, is Tom. And I go, wait, your name's Tom. What do you mean, Steve? Do you go by Tom? And he was like, no, you been keep calling me Steve, but my name's really Tom. Steve is that guy over there in the other bed. And, and I was like, you've never said anything. Yeah, for 10, maybe almost 15 minutes straight. Doesn't say a word, doesn't even mention it. I was like, then I was like, wait, Steve, why did you? I was like, Tom, why did you make me continue on with my therapy? He goes, Oh, because I do have difficulty with that. I do have issues with talking. <laughs> oh, poor Tom. <laughs> and I was like, but Tom, I'm not supposed to see you. And so I wasted. And then so finally I go, well, Tom, I hope hopefully you can use my strategy going forward. But I'm going to see Steve over there in bed C, okay? He was like, oh, okay. Tom was very sad Aww. that I left him. He, it seemed Tom like he really- so motivated. He was very. So did motivated. he end up having dysarthria? Or he I don't know like what's. I I have no idea. That's a great question. I brought it up to the director of rehab, and I don't know what his diagnosis is. But he had director of rehab was like, "Do you want to see him?" I was like, "I mean, I can't." I was really busy, so I honestly was like, "Not really." But I mean, if you feel like it's appropriate, <laughs> he needs he's, it. he's a long term care 
for like, he's going to be there for a long time. And I don't think he's, um, I don't think me seeing him for anything skilled is going to, you know, really help him. But, mm-hmm. but I went over to Steve and I go, Hey Steve. And he goes, yeah, that's me. I was going to say something. I was going to yell at you and say, Hey, I'm Steve. <laughs> Oh and my I was like, gosh. So he heard you. Yeah. He heard me the whole time. And he was like, yeah, I don't know why you kept calling Tom Steve. Cause I'm Steve. And I was like, you should have said something. Hannah, he was like, yeah. So I treated a patient for 10 minutes. Med SLP class 101 first day. You to identify your badges. patient. Hi, yeah. this is my badge. Can I see yours? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you remember no. that? But I get it. Like if they, I mean, I, I kind of get it. Like it's kind of messed up that they don't like keep track of that, but. Well, like, I don't know. Places. Yeah. I've seen like, it I've sometimes. Big, yeah. Issue, right? Like, oh, yeah. Meds, like dispense, like say us, like you were just working on volume, but like dispensing meds and like things like that. I think it's also their, their long-term. So it's like maybe if they're there. But they still get meds. Well, yeah, but I think because they know it, they like. I I guess if it's a new nurse, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, you're right. Like absolutely. Really yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I should anyway, check that so more often, really honestly. Yeah, yeah you should. no, <laughs> I should check it more, especially in the skill. You're like, yeah, facility. we're gonna go do an MBS, and you just take the, Tom okay. instead of Steve. Literally in the hospital, I'm I'm pretty good at it, I not bet. in regards of looking mm-hmm. at it, but I look at their board and I make sure their name their their name mm-hmm. on their board matches my name on my list. But mm-hmm. I do. I from that moment on a, a week ago, I've been checking more often and asking the date of birth. <laughs> Sometimes I, I do, get so distracted. Yeah. Like I do it as like part of the orientation. Like, uh, yeah, I do too. Yeah, yeah. You know, like to make sure that they're alert and they are aware of themselves because like in the hospital, it's different than, you know. It's different. The, skilled like, nursing. The skilled nursing, like they might have dementia or something. Um, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I also really do utilize like that statement that she taught us where she was like, oh, this is who I am. This is my badge. I'm Madame. I'm the speech therapist. Who are you? Let me see. Or like, let me see your mm-hmm. badge. Right. Yeah. Um, um, it's a very bad confession. I did not check my no, identification. Mine, mine will floor it. Mine will. Oh, really? Really? Yeah. Maybe I'll share it next episode. I like, wanted to. Sh- I wanted to text you the moment it happened and be like, I was like, wait, I need to tell her this confession that I treated a patient a really for ten one. minutes. I'm glad you waited about that one. <laughs> well, you know what? Minutes. Consider it group therapy. <laughs> Steve got <laughs> to listen on and what you were expecting. He got a preview of what right. was to come. Right. right? right. And right. Then, well, I'm so happy. My my director of rehab, um, my manager, when I told him the story, he just laughed and I was like, oh my gosh, thank God he didn't like, was like, well, your productivity is low now. I was like so happy. He just didn't, he just laughed the whole time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Whew. I just, I wanted to be upfront with him to tell him that I treated a patient yeah. by accident. So then was like, was Steve the real Steve? Was he into therapy or was he like, Meh. Yeah, well, he kind of did have some some difficulty, but it was like it was his Parkinson's was so interesting. Like he would trail off at the end of his word, mm. and so I was working on pausing um, to take a breath, and so he could finish his whole entire sentence. And then, but like intermittently, he would be able, he would be fine. It depended mm. on the sentence and dependent like on the word that ended, mm. which I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, but yeah, I do think That's I a- like. I think we talked about this briefly. Like, Desarthria wasn't either one of our favorites to work with. But I do mm. feel like oh, this Arthur was like not either one of our favorites to work with. But I do feel like moving, like if I I feel like taking more classes or like getting more experience would definitely change that. Yeah. I do. I think find so too. Interesting. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, now on to our next segment, hit or miss. Um, Hannah, what is your SLP hit or miss? Do you have which one do you have first, a hit or a miss? I have a hit this week. Um, hey. My hit is something that I heard on a podcast recently, or literally this morning. Um, it's basically it's from Swallow Your Pride podcast, and mm-hmm. she interviewed um, the Itsy. No, not the Itsy. I'm sorry, the Simply Thick creators like, you know, the thickeners, Mm -hmm. that brand. And they made a book called the Modern Dysphagia Cooking Book. It was so interesting. And yeah, it's a cookbook for patients, for like their family members. It's a resource Mm -hmm. that literally talks about, or I keep saying the word literally, that talks about how to prep different types of itsy textures and how to create them, what kind of like meals that you can make and make it more appetizing. Um, I love that. Yeah. And they were even saying- I want that. That's so interesting. It's like $30 on Amazon. I was like, this is a great resource for- Because like families ask me all the time when I recommend like a minced and moist. Like what does that Mm -hmm. mean, right? If they really need it or what is a puree diet? And a patient asked me, how do I make this? And a clinician or um, a speech therapist that I was talking to, I'd ask them like, yeah, what do I say when to make puree? Uh, What do I- How do I educate patients on how to make it at home? And she said- oh, just tell them it's like baby food, whatever you give a baby. And I just thought that was such a not a – yeah, it's such a just an unprofessional answer that I didn't want to tell somebody, oh, yeah, give your mom negative connotation, right? Negative connotation to it, yeah. Yeah. mm -mm. That's what I thought too and I was like, don't want to say that to patients. I've found – and you can tell me if this is your experience. I've found the way I present, certain, like if we're going to adjust the texture, the way I present it makes such a big difference in whether they follow through or not. Um, and I've seen this like mm-hmm. with my patients or with like even relatives. If I am like, oh, I'm cutting up your food because you're not capable of, you know, whatever the problem is, mm-hmm. like you need bite size, then they're not going to they're not going to want it cut up because that's demeaning and that's like mm-hmm. they're adults. Right. Mm-hmm. But if you present it differently and you don't make it a flaw in them mm-hmm. you're more you're more like i would never tell somebody like oh baby food texture i yeah, might say mashed right? potatoes texture i might yes. say yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you know different like site different things that we adults eat but i wouldn't say oh like baby food right no. so i would think exactly i just didn't think it was a great answer to give patients and mm-hmm. so i was like what kind of resources are available and in the podcast they describe that you know, if a patient needs puree textures, did you know, like if you present the food and just a blob, patients end up not eating it. But if you even put it in like a geometrical shape, not even the shape it's supposed to be in, but they end up, if it's like in a circle or a square, it looks more appetizing. So patients, there was research done that patients will tend to eat more calories and they'll eat more of it if it's in a different presentation, like you were saying. Also, um, where was I that did this? One of my hospitals, did this, um, I want to say it was the most recent one I was at, but it might've been my first internship. I don't remember. No, it wasn't my first internship. So it might be the most, okay. One of the hospitals that I've been to or been at, um, they actually like do molds of the food. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we do too. Mm -hmm. They'll do like in a steak mold. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that is like such a step in the right direction. Um, obviously still nursing just plops it in there. It's so bad at the skill nursing it's so facility bad. that I was yeah. at. It's so bad. Um, it's just ugly. But that's a really cool resource, and I'm excited for you to link it in the show notes so I can yes. buy it. Yes. Like, I feel like it's such a yeah. good investment if you, like, mm-hmm. this is the population you work with, and like 
you can even share it with them, right? I'm sure. Like- I'll keep you updated if I buy it. I was just listening yeah. to the podcast and what it kind yeah. of entailed. And I was like, this is such a great resource. I'm going to buy it for our hospital so I can have it and show – like photocopy and give it to patients or like, you know, give like maybe a recipe to a patient. But yeah, mm-hmm. I'll let you know if I like it. Maybe it will be yeah. another hit next week. But tell me your hit or miss. Yeah. Okay. So my – I have a hit this week. Um, and I already talked about it a little bit earlier or a lot of bit earlier. My hit is my job. I am so happy mm-hmm. right now. I haven't like I feel kind of lame saying this, right? Like I've mm-hmm. literally been there one day. I haven't seen any like patients or clients yet. Like I don't, they don't care what we call them, but I feel like private practice is more like clients. Um, at least like they're not super medically um, involved. So like I feel like clients. Okay, that's right. a tangent that I don't need to go on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or like a side note that like we can just take out. But I do feel like my job is a hit right now. I really love it. I'm really like excited to see the kids that I work with. Um, I feel like the office, like um, I forgot what she said her title is, like assistant manager is just like so great. And she's like, like already I can tell she's really good at listening. The last private practice I was at was so traumatic, you guys. I literally almost declined this job like four times just because I was afraid to be in like another private practice setting and for it to turn out to be like (laughs) and Mm -hmm. so um or I don't know can we say that I don't know but like for it to turn out so bad yeah but I don't know if we have to like mark it as um oh like explicit yeah well don't worry I can put like a beep (laughs) okay just like a little beep um okay so I just didn't want to turn out to be like that um but my husband was like and you were like they've literally been so accommodating and mm. they've seemed so great. So that's my hit. Um, it's my job. I think they really, the training specifically, like the orientation specifically was so great. Like they talked about different like habits and they talked mm-hmm. literally it was all about like growth. And the reason is because like they, when they promote, they promote from within. So they want everybody to be able to be a leader. Yeah. And I'm not just like saying this like in a theoretical way, like literally mm-hmm. all of their head heads of like the regions that they're in are slippers like yeah because realistically as like a slipper you can't really specialize or like go into like very much research or you know you're limited clinically what you can do mm-hmm. but like you can move up and you can be like a regional manager or like a clinic director or, like well I don't know any other company that lets them like that would allow a slipper to be a clinic director besides this company yeah but they're like they're killing it they're doing so good yeah it takes more than just like a master's degree or like it takes more than a speech therapy master's degree <laughs> mm-hmm. but that's my hit I love my job right now I'll let you guys know as the weeks go on yeah if it maintains it's true it could be different you never know but I'm happy that's a wonderful hit so that brings us to this another long episode. We're going to have to cut some things out, but thank you guys so much for joining us on this episode. We encourage you guys to get involved in our Communication Corner crew on Facebook, on our Facebook group, and let us know what your SLP confessions are. Hopefully, Maram shares on our next time because we're running out of time here. Um, and let us know and give us ideas, guys. What kind of contact do you content do you want us to cover for next time? You can reach out to us on our socials at Communication Corner Pod and our Gmail at communicationcornerpod at gmail.com. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye. Bye.